0: I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. If you shop on Amazon.com, the shopping you can do can help support boxing for free. Go to our website and click on the Amazon banner on the right side of the website. Use it whenever you shop. Amazon sends us a kickback for anything you buy. And believe it or not, this little plug that I'm doing is going to play an important part in the podcast later, and it's going to help you last-minute shoppers. You know who I'm talking about. Christmas is coming up, so uh, stay tuned, and uh, we're going to talk about that and lots more, but first, let's delve into the news. I hate the holidays, okay? I really freaking hate Christmas this year, and that is because it is uh, exceedingly busy at work, and any off hours I do have, I end up sleeping, and I... You know, there's more to life that I want to do than just sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead, but I think that work might be uh, putting me on that path to uh, a, a short life. Either way, uh, I just want to let you know that this is going to be the last podcast of the year. Don't worry, not of all time. Uh, yeah, just because it's been exceedingly busy, but I'm going to cover some stuff. That I wasn't able to in the past few weeks. The most, the biggest one of that being Vladimir, K- uh, Vladimir Klitschko losing his heavyweight championship to Tyson Fury. I gotta be honest, whenever there is a heavyweight championship fight, I get into this little old school mentality. And if I know that I can't uh, follow it live, be it uh, whether I'm watching it or just following Twitter if I'm sleeping while it's going on, I will dream about whatever the result might be. And I kept having dreams like Klitschko knocks out Fury or that Fury knocked out Klitschko in two rounds. I never, ever expected that Tyson Fury would win a 12-round decision over Vladimir Klitschko. And watching the fight, Vladimir seemed, I, I watched it, uh, couple days later when I was done work Vladimir seemed uh, very very hesitant he and I think it goes back to what Lennox Lewis uh, said after the fight he said that Vladimir is constantly the taller man in his fights but now he was fighting somebody taller than him and he probably didn't train properly that way not a bad theory. I mean, Lennox Lewis, has, say what you want about his commentary skills, but he's got a very astute boxing mind. And it just seems so weird. It's like Klitschko lost. For you know the past 11 or so years, we've been on this undefeated streak. He, uh, unfortunately, this uh, brings a little end to his dream of possibly breaking Joe Lewis's record. Of heavyweight championship defenses, but uh, that still puts him at number two, which isn't so bad. But makes me wonder what kind of a champion is Tyson Fury gonna be like? Uh, he keeps putting out vines, Instagram videos. He keeps tr- for some reason he uh, he he keeps calling out uh, Lennox Lewis. He has some real problem with Lewis and. Lewis is a bit confused about it because he said, well, you know, we mended fences. We had dinner the night before his fight with Klitschko. And, you know, I thought we were cool. But now he's calling me out saying that I'm jealous of him. And I'm seeing this and I'm thinking, why would Lennox Lewis ever be jealous of Tyson Fury? I I just don't get it. Now, is there going to be a rematch between Fury and Klitschko. Klitschko says that he does want the rematch. He said that he would take it. Personally, if he does take it and he loses, then that should be it. Walk away. You're almost 40 years old. Why keep taking the punishment? You've clearly established yourself as the premier heavyweight of your era, so there's no more to do. But uh, it seems that the IBF has already stripped Tyson Fury of uh, one of the, or of the IBF uh, heavyweight title. Uh, this was the statement that they made. The IBF heavyweight world title which was won by Tyson Fury on November 28, 2015 when he beat the reigning champion Vladimir Klitschko in an optional defense of this title was vacated on Tuesday, December 8, 2015 by the IBF as Tyson Fury is unable to make the mandatory defense of the IBF title against challenger, uh, I actually don't know how to pronounce this name, uh, Glaskov. okay, it's somebody Glaskov, and you try to pronounce that first name, because he is contractually obligated to a rematch with Klitschko, which is a direct violation of the IBF-USBA rules governing championship contest, (laughs) okay, this is why people hate sanctioning bodies okay um i I think that the ibf should have looked at this and said okay well you know what you want to give klitschko a rematch fine but after that if you win or if he wins whoever wins that fight has to fight glazkov next okay no exception but the ibf being the ibf decide to be a bunch of jerks so they're gonna strip tyson fury It, it doesn't really matter at this point He's got the reputation of the man who beat Klitschko. So, we're going to have to see where this goes if a rematch does happen next year. Moving on. First of all, I got to say, the people at Showtime have kind of let me down a bit with their promotion for Jacobs versus Quillen. Uh, in case you didn't know, Daniel Jacobs and Peter Quillen were fighting in the quote unquote Battle of Brooklyn. The posters I've seen for this fight are horrendous. They look like crap that I would make in ninth grade for, I don't know, a Photoshop assignment or something. They are that dreadful. The fight itself wasn't so bad. I mean, holy cow. Daniel Jacobs knocks out Peter Quillen in one round, takes less than 90 seconds or about 90 seconds, something like that. Quillen was out on his feet. At first I thought, oh, maybe the referee made, you know, too quick a call to stop the fight, but then I kept replaying the fight, and you hear this this loud crack. It's the big right hand that uh Jacobs lands on Quillin's temple. And it sounds like a baseball bat. I'm, I'm gonna play that audio for you. Hang on. Jacobs wanna go! Jacob's family or I'm sorry Quillen's family was initially a little upset however at the press conference Quillen gave all the credit to to Daniel Jacobs said that the referee did the right thing a lot of class on Peter Quillen's part he could have said oh I was stopped early that the referee was showing bias towards Jacobs he didn't do any of that he just said I lost that's the way it is Can't say much more about it than that. Classy guy. Uh, Jacobs obviously wants some of the big names in the middleweight division, like Gennady Golovkin. I think a fight between Daniel Jacobs and Andy Lee would be very interesting. But uh, who knows? We'll have to see what happens in 2016. Speaking of what happens in 2016, a big question for that year is, who is Manny Pacquiao going to fight In what will probably be the final fight of his career this is a big question and there are three candidates that are coming to my mind right now first one is Timothy Bradley Bradley as you know he got that very controversial decision back in 2012 that is still one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in a boxing fight. I gave Pacquiao 10 rounds to two. The rematch, I thought, was a lot closer. And I think halfway through the fight, after round six, I think I actually had Bradley winning. And then Pacquiao was able to stage a great comeback. They've all uh, gone through some ups and downs. Bradley, he lost. Then uh, he had that dubious draw. And he almost got, almost looked to be uh, stopped by Jesse Vargas, but then made a great comeback with Teddy Atlas against Brandon Rios, sent him into a four-week retirement because now Rios is back because, I guess, I don't know, maybe he does get turned on by brain damage. But either way, maybe a rubber match between Bradley and Pacquiao would be an interesting thing to see. Who knows? The other uh contender is amir khan because this guy won't shut up about anything else good god every time you see amir khan he's talking about how either kelbrook's not a big name for him how mayweather knew his hand speed was going to be a factor in beating him or how he wants to fight manny pacquiao This would be a good fight because they used to be sparring partners. Roach used to work with Amir Khan until Khan got knocked out by Danny Garcia. Personally, uh, you know what? If it does happen, Amir Khan needs to shut the hell up for the rest of his life, okay? Just stop talking. Actually do some fights, please. The final candidate is Terrence Crawford. Crawford is a rising young star in the sport. He is undefeated with a record of 27-0. 19 of those wins coming by way of knockout. He's held, or he's won titles. Sorry, at uh, lightweight and super lightweight. And this could be a real crossroads fight, similar to when Pacquiao fought De La Hoya back in 2008. We'll see if Pacquiao can still, you know, pull the trigger, or if. This sets Crawford up to be one of the new big stars in the sport. Which one would I like to see? Either one. I'm in uh, no particular hurry to uh, say, oh no, it has to be. If it's one of those three guys, that's not a problem. I mean, just so long as it's not Andre Berto, okay? I mean, I'm sorry, the smell still lingers from that Fest. fest. Moving on. And now I'm going to talk about something that I was really dreading talking about, and that is Creed. Yes, it seems that the Rocky franchise still has a little bit of life left in it and is trying to give itself new life with a possible spin-off franchise, this time detailing Apollo Creed's illegitimate son from a relationship probably with a prostitute. Okay, maybe she wasn't a prostitute, but you know what let's just talk about the movie itself i enjoyed this a lot more than i thought i was going to and i was not looking forward to it at all i'm like oh you're bringing back rocky ah now rocky's like the trainer and oh now you're gonna kill rocky why are you doing this oh by the way spoiler alert i guess i don't know the movie's been out for over two weeks you should have seen it by now What's the matter with people? Okay, so this is the story of Adonis Johnson, who uh, is the illegitimate son of former heavyweight champion Apollo Creed, who somehow ends up being raised by the wife of Apollo Creed. I honestly forget her name. She's played by Felicia Rashad. So she takes the young uh, Adonis in as a child when he's in juvie and raises him as her own son, okay, and then he's, uh, I guess he's got some high-paying job in a, in a big office, and he decides to quit that because he wants to further his career as a boxer, he's 18-0, and 0, but he's been fighting in, you know, bar rooms in Tijuana, Mexico, places that nobody cares about, nobody even knows who he is, or who his father was, So, he decides that he wants to further his career after getting his butt kicked by Andre Ward, but it's not really Andre Ward. Sadly, it's, you know, the most recent Andre Ward fight you'll get to see, and probably the most exciting Andre Ward fight you'll get to see. I wonder why he blocked me on Twitter. Anyway, so he decides to travel to Philadelphia and hooks up with his father's, you know, best friend slash best enemy, Rocky Balboa who is 70 and has no real interest in the fight game at all he doesn't even like going to the gym anymore Rocky's a lot sadder in this movie than he was in Rocky Balboa Polly died in 2012 his son is up in Vancouver somewhere and it's almost kind of like Rocky's just waiting for death so that way he can be reunited with Adrian and I was very worried because I knew that Burt Young wasn't in this so Polly must be dead, and I thought, oh, come on, don't make it very, very depressing, please let his son still be alive, at least still give him the restaurant that he had in Rocky Balboa, he still has the restaurant, great, and his son's still alive, great, except he's nowhere to be seen, even, like, he's not even mentioned when it, when they find out that, oh, well, you know what, let me, let me keep going with, this, with the story. So he discovers who Adonis is and decides, oh, you know, maybe I'll give you some steps. They guide him or he guides them to um, a prize fight. And wow, I love the fight sequences in this movie. This has got to be one of the best uses of surround sound I've ever experienced in a theater because it's all one long take. Now I'm sure that there must have been, you know, a a cut somewhere, like digital cut, and it it just makes it seem so seamless. But it all looks like one long take, and as they're moving around the ring, the 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 sound is moving around as well. Uh, Because at one point, I wanted to turn to the guy who was, you know, setting a few seats down to me, tell him to shut up, but then it's like wait he's not talking that's the surround sound that's rocky balboa i'm hearing in the corner shouting instructions it's awesome it's beautiful the the, the fight scenes are some of the best that uh i've seen and oh awesome i want more of that so eventually it's revealed who adonis's father was and now the whole boxing world wants a part of him because he's the son of a legend trying to make it his own name for himself in the sport, and this gets him a shot at the light heavyweight champion of the world, and this guy, he is named, uh, Pretty Ricky Conlon. I, I guess they couldn't think of any more absurd nicknames for guys than Mason the Line Dixon. (laughs) I don't know, but, uh, he's played by, uh, light heavyweight contender Tony Bellew, and, uh, it's not a bad performance from Bellew. and what I like about this like what they did in Rocky Balboa was that they did not make the uh the other opponent the bad guy you know he he wasn't he wasn't Mr. T in Rocky 3 where you know he's just meant to be a monster no he's just a normal guy who wants to win a fight that's what it's all about the the fight sequence is good and yeah, I, I, there's not much more that I want to say about this movie without spoiling it too much. There, there really isn't. It's a, it's a really great movie. Not, not the best movie I've seen all year, but I think it's up there. Where do I rank this in terms of the Rocky films? This is by no means better than the first Rocky. None of them are, but uh, I would put this. If I were to rank my top three favorite Rocky movies, it would be Rocky, Rocky Balboa, and Creed. I really enjoyed this movie. If you're a boxing fan, check it out. If you're a fan of the Rocky franchise, check this out. I think the one of the big strengths of the movie is Sylvester Stallone himself. He's playing an older Rocky, but you know, I kept expecting to see him maybe get into a fight with somebody. I just thought, I don't want to see that. Just, just don't. And... He doesn't. I mean, this is a Rocky who's accepted his position in life right now. He's an older guy. One thing I was a bit concerned about was you know, obviously, you know from the trailers that Rocky is getting sick. He is more or less dying, and okay, forget what I said about not swelling too much. He's refusing treatment. And I thought, okay, this is where the son's going to come back. He's going to find out that his dad's sick, and he's going to give him that sort of speech that. It's not about how hard you can get hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. You told me that ten years ago, and I'm gonna tell you that, Dad. But no, the son is never mentioned again. I thought you're, you know, Rocky. You're dying. Don't you want to tell your son? I mean, you've told the you've told the love child of your best friend that that you're dying. But why not your own son? Do you ever wonder why he might hate you? but no this this is a this is a really great movie i enjoyed it check it out oh the weather outside is frightful but the fire is so delightful and since we've no place to go make it so make it so make it so and now's that part of the show where i mentioned before we are going to help you with your christmas shopping because you know it's december 12th as of this recording less than two weeks to go until the big day and chances are you've been sitting around watching you know classic christmas specials like home alone it's a wonderful life jingle all the way who told you you can eat my cookies And while you've been catching up on that classic comedy from Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger, you forgot to buy that one special present for that boxing fan in the family or that fan who is a friend. Who knows? But I'm here to help you. I've got a great selection of books to offer you. And don't complain to me that you don't like reading, okay? What's the matter? Don't like giving your brain cells a bit of exercise? Okay. If you've ever seen the uh, Academy Award-winning documentary, When We Were Kings, then you probably are aware of who Norman Mailer is. He stabbed his wife with a fountain pen once. But uh, he also wrote a book about the fight in Zaire, and it is called simply The Fight. Uh, It's a great documentary, or documentation rather, of uh, his experience in zaire he constantly refers to himself in the third person which i mean it's his book i guess he's allowed to and he also has some behind the scenes stuff like how he would go jogging with ali and how he was able to catch up with ali at certain points and how he almost thought he was about to be eaten by a lion it's a rather interesting book. I bought it a few years ago, and maybe I'll reread it while I'm off this uh, December. Another one, and uh, this is a first edition that I've got here, Raging Bull by Jake LaMotta. Yeah, you may have seen the movie, but that only tells you so much about the the, uh, the life of the Bronx Bull. It's uh, it's quite a long story. It's... Uh, it's pretty honest, I mean, obviously he doesn't detail all of the ugly stuff that he went through, but it's also got some great pictures in it. If you like history and you like the story of Jake LaMotta from Raging Bull, pick this up, I think you'll really enjoy it. If you're looking for a book that will help you get into good fighting shape, this is one that I've had for a number of years, probably 10 if I think about it. Box Like the Prose by Smokin' Joe Frazier. And it draws you right in because on the cover is that famous picture of Frazier decking Muhammad Ali. This was what I uh, would look through when I was uh, starting to get into the sport and wondering, oh, could I do this? I wanted to know everything I could. This has got so much knowledge in it about not just the history of the sport, but the fundamentals of what somebody should pick up before they even go to a boxing gym what they should look for in a trainer it goes through everything every bit of equipment that you could think of it goes through in great detail it's easy to read easy to understand Frazier talks about all the fighting techniques that he has under his belt if you want something that's a good instruction manual pick this up it's well worth well worth your money Pac-Man, behind the scenes with Manny Pacquiao, the greatest pound-for-pound fighter in the world. This is a five-year-old book detailing Pacquiao's career, his rise through uh, the ranks in the Philippines, his move to California, meeting up with Freddie Roach, all the way up to the end of 2009. Obviously, this book uh, might seem a bit dated to you because at the end, it does talk about a potential, well, at, at the time, potential mega fight with Floyd Mayweather. But um, who knows? If you're a fan of history, again, this is a great book to pick up. Especially if you're a Pacquiao fan. If you're a fan of boxing history altogether, check out Four Kings by George Kimball, Leonard Hagler Hearns Duran, and The Last Great Era of Boxing. If you felt like, well, you enjoyed the uh the hbo legendary knights series but felt that it didn't cover enough of all the great fights that those four kings fought then check this book out because it details everything that they did together it talks about every fight and it's got a chapter dedicated to it it's not like a few pages just for this fight and this fight has several chapters dedicated to it no each fighter their history is detailed in the background like at one point in the beginning it mentions how ray leonard was in an amateur fight when he was younger got knocked down and saw that uh i believe it was joe lewis and red fox were laughing at him and that made him so angry he got up off the ground and beat the hell out of the out of the opponent it's great stuff if you're a boxing historian or just a fan of boxing history you'll really enjoy this book The Bite Fight, Tyson, Holyfield, and the Night That Changed Boxing Forever by George Willis. It's got a forward and commentary by Mike Tyson in this book, but uh, this details the rise and different paths that Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson took on their eventual paths towards a a showdown with each other and the infamous rematch, which is is still talked about by some people today. There are a few slight technical errors in this book. It does get a few facts wrong, but on the whole, it's still a good book about an interesting moment in boxing history. One Punch from the Promised Land. Leon Spinks, Michael Spinks, and the myth of the heavyweight title. It's a bit of a long title itself, but this, again, is a great piece of boxing history. It I learned so much about Leon Spinks from this book alone. I learned so much about Michael Spinks from this book. I, uh, oh, it, it, it it may be a bit frustrated at points because Michael Spinks, you learn from reading this, had so much talent that he could have gone on to become an all-time great heavyweight champion. And it just did not work out for him. And if you, if you read this book, you'll understand why. And you will also understand how after Butch Lewis's uh, death, Michael Spinks ended up suing his estate, and you will learn about that in this book. Last but not least on this list is The Last Great Fight, the extraordinary tale of two men and how one fight changed their lives forever. I've said for years that a boxing story that needs to be told is how James Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. This is the excellent blueprint here. All you got to do is just take the important parts from this from this book and convert that into a screenplay and there you go. Joe Layden talks to everybody he could for this for this novel or not novel, this book. He talks to Aaron Snowell who was Tyson's trainer at the time. He talks to Douglas he talks to Tyson at some point. He talks to Octavio. Uh, was it Octavio meiran in the, uh, who was the referee for that fight? Either way, he talks to the referee. It, oh, it, it's so fascinating. I love this book and who knows, maybe, maybe next year I'll just, uh, I'll say screw it and write my own screenplay and try to submit that to, uh, a motion picture agency, but no, this this is a great book, probably the best one out of all of them. If there's one uh, book that you need to pick up, if you're a boxing fan, pick up The Last Great Fight by Joe Layden. Highly recommend that. And that's all that I've got for this podcast, the final podcast of the year 2015. I haven't been as busy as I've wanted to be with the podcast, and unfortunately, because of a promotion at work, It's just become harder and harder to do this. I'm not going to be walking away anytime soon, even though after the Mayweather Pacquiao fight, I honestly felt like just telling Justin, look, I'll email you or I will mail you your microphone back and you can have it. But I, uh, I reconsidered a couple days later and I'm glad that I've, that I've stuck around and I'm going to stick around for as long as I can. 2015 wasn't the best year for boxing, may have been one of the biggest, but certainly not the best, but here's hoping that 2016 and the years beyond will be much better to us. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxing for free. Be like Arislandy Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stiverne, Millerad Zizek, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to YouTube.com slash boxing for free and like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash boxing for free page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. Put that cookie!